Good morning. The members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 o'clock broadcast of our worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is the fifth Sunday of Easter. Leading the liturgy this morning is Reverend Adam Bridgman. Preaching today will be Pastor Aaron Rosenau. We'll be following Lutheran service book, Divine Setting 3. We joined the service already in progress. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. So good to have you. If you are online with us today or listening over the radio and here in, in worship in person, so good to have you in the house of the Lord. My name is Aaron Rosenau, one of the pastors here at Faith, and it is my privilege to welcome you today. We're continuing with our Easter celebration and a series that we're calling Rejoice. It is, uh, it's good to rejoice in the Lord. This is the day that he has made, and, and we will rejoice today. Yes? We're celebrating Holy Communion today as well. Uh, it's first Sunday of the month, and first Sunday of the month, we like to uh, celebrate the Lord's Supper. And so what we believe is that we're very much in need of God's grace because we are sinners, and God has given us that grace in Christ, and he offers us that grace again through the, the body and blood of Christ, which he gives to us in the bread and the wine. We call that real presence. And if that is your belief as well, we invite you to come to join us in the Lord's Supper a little later in our service. I want to take note of a few announcements before we get started. Uh, a week from tomorrow is our annual voters meeting. So that's on May 15th, 7 o'clock p.m. right here. Um, actually, we'll be downstairs in our fellowship hall because we'll actually have that meeting um, online as well through Zoom. So if you can't be here in person, we'll have a Zoom connection and there's information in your bulletin announcement about getting connected there. Um, we will be sending out a link for that congregational meeting through email. So if you plan to be joining us for our annual voters meeting next Monday by Zoom, you'll want to make sure that we have your current email address on file. And here's the other thing. If you have clicked a box that says, you know, unsubscribe and you've unsubscribed from our emails and you're not getting them, call our church office this week and let us know so that we can resubscribe you and you'll get those email links. Otherwise, you won't be able to, uh, to do it that way. Um, of course, you can be in person, but um, just know that as well. Um, we're going to be voting on members for our board of directors we're going to be voting on the budget and endowment distributions from our congregation, and as well as uh, voting on uh, moving forward with the capital campaign in this next year. So um, if you are able to make it for our annual voters meeting, we would love to have you for that. Um, speaking of our board of directors, there are candidate booklets that will give you a profile on those five members of our congregation who are uh, putting their names forward for election to our board of directors. Um, there's information as well online about all this. Um, you can go to faithfoxvalley.org slash board of directors, and you can get that information there as well. And then um, finally, in the, the bulletin announcements, there is regularly a calendar. And just note that the, 
uh, our Wednesday evening worship that's been going on this school year. Uh, the last one of those Wednesday evening worship services is this coming Wednesday. And then the last Sunday school session will be next Sunday, May 14th. Just um, so you know, we'll be taking a break for the summer from those activities. And um, that's the announcements I have for today. I invite you to stand as you're able as we begin with our call to worship. Christ is risen. He is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Alleluia. God exalted him to the highest place and, and gave, gave him, him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in, in heaven, heaven and, and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to, to the, the glory, glory of God, God the Father. Christ is risen. He, he is, is risen, risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. May heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. As a result, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. Most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy upon us, and for his sake, grant us remission of all our sins, and by your Holy Spirit, increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will, and true obedience to your word, to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. We now present special music by our faith chorale titled, This is a Day, based on selected verses of Psalm 118.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, with sincere and grateful hearts, we thank you for giving us hope and victory over death because of your love, mercy, and grace displayed on a cross at Calvary. Our sins are wiped away, and our future is secure in Jesus. And our first reading, we continue our journey through 1 Corinthians 15. But someone may ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined to each kind of seed he gives its own body. All flesh is not the same. Men have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds another, and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another, and the stars differ from the star in splendor. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, and it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man Adam became a living being. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural. And after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth the second man from heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have become the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise for our gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that where, that where I am, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. This is the gospel of the Lord. So probably not something that you want to hear from your pastor today, but I'm really struggling. I just have to admit that. Um, and not just today, but a lot lately. You probably came in for some encouragement and hope, uh, but I just got to be honest. So I had somebody who sent me a picture of a really great t-shirt, and it says, Pastor. Because hardcore devil stomping ninja is not an official job title. <laughs> and I thought, yes, that is a really great shirt. And then I started thinking about that and I went, yeah, not so much. <laughs> I mean, I feel more like the one being stomped than the one doing the stomping. Anybody relate? And not just lately, but my entire life. I think, uh, I think Paul says this really well. Romans chapter 7, I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. For I have the desire to do good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do, no, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Can Paul get an amen? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he says, what a wretched man I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Even the Apostle Paul struggled. I mean, he, so Paul planted churches, and not just one church, but many of them. Paul stared persecution in the face with joy. 
Acts chapter 16 tells us when Paul was in the city of Philippi and he and Silas were beaten within an inch of their lives and thrown into prison. And yet in the middle of the night, Paul and Silas are singing praise songs to the Lord as all the other prisoners in the, in the prison are listening in. Paul wrote 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament. That's half the New Testament. He's a Christian of Christians. And yet even Paul, with all his successes, was perplexed by sin, was plagued by it, struggled with sin. And Paul acknowledged that there are these two natures at work within him. There is the, the regenerated spirit that's born again in Christ, and there is what is often called the old Adam, the old Adam, the sinful human nature, the flesh, as many of the New Testament writers call it, the carnal nature. Both are battling within me all the time, Paul says. Martin Luther once preached a sermon on baptism when he said, we need to drown the old Adam in us. Drown the old Adam in baptism. But then he said, it's really difficult to drown the old Adam because that rascal can swim. <laughs> so theologians have a phrase for this. It's Latin. Say it after me. Yeah. Simul justus et peccator. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You, you know, yeah. so, simul, like simultaneous, simultaneous. Simul at the same time. Eustace, which with, with a J, which means just or justified. Et means and, and peccator means sinner. Simul, Eustace, et peccator. It means that I'm at the same time a saint, justified before the Lord, and a sinner, wretched and broken. Now, I, I don't know about you, but the sinner part seems to win out a whole lot more than I like to admit. <laughs> So, coveting, which we're told not to do, I do way more than I should, right? How come he gets all this success? I should get the recognition. Or what about pride? Oh, look what I've done. And the greed and the anger and the laziness and the shallowness and forgetfulness, you go on and on, right? It's just, just every day those things rise up. And I know I'm not alone. Maybe you've said a little prayer like this. Dear God, so far today I've done all right. I haven't gossiped, lost my temper, been nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. But in a few minutes, God, I'm about to get out of bed. And, <laughs> and from then on, I'm going to need all the help I can get. Right? Like, yeah. It doesn't matter how intelligent, rich, wise, crafty, disciplined, or athletic you are. Sin just rises up over and over, and we can't shake it. This is how Paul says it in 1 Corinthians 15, in the reading that we had today. We have borne the likeness of the earthly man. 
We have borne the likeness of the earthly man. That's Adam. And every single person who is a descendant of Adam, every single one of us, every one of us bears his likeness, which means sin. But not just sinfulness, also Adam's mortality. The fact that we will die. Even though we have been born again in Christ, we are weak, corrupt, perishable, dishonorable. We are going to die. A few weeks ago, I, um, I spent time every day over a week and a half with a, just a great man of faith who was lying in bed, dying. Visited him every day, spent a bunch of time with him as he faded, and uh, early on a Thursday morning, he breathed his last breath here in this life. Wednesday this last week, we learned uh, one sweet lady in our congregation, um, very unexpectedly, died in her home. And every single death like that is a reminder to us that we are all on our way to the grave. We're all dying. Though we have new life in Christ, our bodies will eventually shut down for a time. And that's actually a key. We will die for a time. If death were the end of our stories, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, we should be pitied above all people. If death got the last word, grief would overwhelm us. Bearing the likeness of Adam would consume us. I did a funeral years ago for a woman who was 38 years old. She died suddenly. Um, her family was utterly devastated. Now, she was a believer, but most of her family were not believers, including her mother. And I tell you, when I did that funeral, I have never experienced someone grieving who was just utterly devoid of hope. When they went to close the casket, this woman's mother wailed. I mean, I mean, wailed. Now, I've seen crying. I've seen sobbing and bawling. This was uncontrollable screaming in utter despair and grief. I suddenly understood what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4. He says, we do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. I mean, we grieve if you're a Christian, you still grieve. John eleven thirty five tells us that even Jesus grieved. We grieve, but with hope, with confidence that this is not the end. In the face of grief, Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. 
do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus said that in the hours before his betrayal and arrest. When he knew what he was going to suffer, he knew that he was going to die. Jesus could say, do not let your hearts be troubled because he was about to take away the sting of sin and death. It's why he came, to take away death's sting. Because he would die and rise again, victorious over death. So now, 1 Corinthians 15, 49 says, Just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, do not miss this. Just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. Which is, of course, Jesus. Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, Christ will come and change our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Which is a way of saying that just as Jesus is raised from the dead and his body now glorious in the resurrection, we will join in that kind of glory, raised ourselves from the dead. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him that he will bring with Jesus into the resurrection of the dead. All the brokenness and the shame and the weakness of these bodies will eventually end when our Lord Jesus raises us from death to whole new life, just as he has risen from the dead. So as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, the body that is sown as perishable is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Now notice that doesn't say raised as a spirit, but raised as a spiritual body. We're not just going to float to heaven in spirit and leave our bodies behind God will raise these bodies. They will someday live even after we've died. But not just as we are. Right? If you're tired of your body, you look in the mirror and you see the wrinkles and the gray and extra pounds or whatever is just, you know, bothering you about your body, fear not. <laughs> It'll be the same body but changed drastically glorified and raised, imperishable, glorious, powerful, without disease, without pain, without shame, without death, without brokenness. Now, what that looks like, I have no idea. No one has any idea what that's going to be like. I, some, some of you have heard me use this analogy. I think it's, it's worth repeating. I sort of think of it like the caterpillar. You know, caterpillar eventually will go into a chrysalis or a cocoon. You might call it a little grave. And that caterpillar will come out of the chrysalis, a very different creature. Same creature, 
but so utterly transformed that I don't think that the caterpillar, when it's inching along the ground or the tree or the leaf, has any idea what life is going to be like after the cocoon, after the grave. It is brought to a whole different existence. There's a reason why the butterfly has, for a long, long time, been seen as, a, as an image for resurrection. Because that is an analogy for what we should experience, what we should expect. That is, these bodies that are laid to rest one day will rise so utterly transformed and new, we have no idea of just how good it is going to be. But is that, that is God's promise to us. After we have breathed our last in this life, he will raise us, imperishable, in glory and in power. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And we too will rise. Praise the Lord. Amen. I invite you to stand with me as we join together in speaking the words of our faith as they are summarized in the Nicene Creed. We join together boldly and confidently in this our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God, very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory and judge both the living and the dead. His kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Gathered in the name of Jesus, let us turn to our Father in heaven and pray for all people according to their needs, trusting that he will hear us and answer us according to his gracious will. For the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. For our partnership with Children's Hope Chest and our new care point in El Aragonel, Guatemala, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have mercy. For our other local and global ministry partners, 
especially LWML, Levin, Five Stones, Habitat for Humanity, Vita, Celebration Lutheran School and Camp Luther, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the leaders in our church body, especially Reverend Matthew Harrison, our synodical president, and Reverend Dwayne Lewick, our district president, and for the LCMS National Convention this summer, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who do not have a saving faith in the risen Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For victims of violence, enemies of peace, and all those who are impacted by warfare and other tragedies, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the strength of families, the sanctity of marriage, and the protection of children, let us pray to the Lord. For honest industry, truthful education, and an honorable way of life in our country, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the unborn, the abused, the forgotten, and the lost, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the hungry, the widowed, the orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the unemployed and underemployed and those struggling to make ends meet, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those battling addiction, depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who struggle with physical and mental disabilities and for all those who provide them with constant care and protection, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have for health care professionals, law enforcement, first responders, and search and rescue personnel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We also, Lord, pray for those who might be struggling with illness or facing surgery or having upcoming surgery or recovering from surgery. Especially in our prayers, we remember Kathleen Reith, Jane Geske, Patricia Mitem, Aaron Cox, Hazel Moore, and Jacob Henning. We ask you to be with them in their surgeries or help them recover from surgeries according to your good and gracious will and heal them all in body, mind, and spirit. We also remember, Lord, those who have gone before us. We remember the family of Bill Merkel, especially his mother, Marion, and the family of Barbara Paul. Both were called to their heavenly homes this past week. We ask you to walk with their families and help them understand and take knowledge and comfort in the knowledge of the resurrection and the hope that the empty tomb brings, but yet ease their grief and suffering in this life as only you can do. We give you thanks and praise, Lord, for the gift of marriage, for those celebrating their vows made and promises made in your presence, especially Bob and Joan Brinkman for 67 years of marriage on May 12th, and Dwayne and Jan Krause for 55 years of marriage. We ask you to be with them and give them many more years together, together centered in you and with all couples as they remember their vows and promises made in your presence to one another. 
We also remember all those in our hearts and in our ongoing prayers. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. And at this time, we just remind you as we collect our offering how grateful and thankful we are for your givings and your offerings that support our ministries here at Faith Lutheran Church. Our offering hymn this morning is titled, We Know That Christ Is Raised. This is found in Lutheran Service Book number 603. We know that Christ is raised and dies no more. Embraced by death, he broke its fearful hold. And our despair, he turned to blazing joy. I invite you to rise. Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day you shower us with blessings. The Lord be with you. And Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who, out of love for his fallen creation, humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant 
becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. In heaven and on earth, and with all the saints, we unite around your throne of grace to proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the redemption that you have prepared for us through your Son, Jesus Christ. By your Spirit, help us to faithfully eat and drink of these holy sacraments that come to us, through Jesus' sacrificial love displayed on the cross. May these gifts of grace help us to remain steadfast in one true faith until we can celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb with all saints in heaven. Amen. And we're bold to pray as Jesus taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come out. And thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat of it, all of you. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to the disciples. And he said, Take and drink of it, all of you. This is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with all of you. And take a moment to share God's peace with those around you. As we celebrate Holy Communion, our next hymn will be titled, Lord Jesus Christ, We Humbly Pray. This is found in Lutheran Service Book 623. 
Lord Jesus Christ, we humbly pray that we may feast on you today beneath these forms of bread and wine and us with your grace divine. Our service continues as we sing, Jesus Christ, my sure defense. This is found in Lutheran Service Book 741.
We thank you for joining for joining us for today's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary of Faith Lutheran Church. All the members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join us for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing the time with you. For Ministry Center locations, worship, and education times, please visit our website at www.faithfoxvalley.org or call the church office at 739-9191. Any communication regarding this broadcast can be directed to Stephen Moore, Director of Worship, Faith Lutheran Church, 601 East Glendale Avenue, Appleton, Wisconsin, 54911. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace. Now the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Mighty and compassionate God, you have brought us over from death to life through your Son, our risen Savior, and you have fed us in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world of peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness. Strength heart through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you all with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let us go forth and rejoice in the name of the risen Lord. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Our closing hymn this morning is titled, Thanks to Thee, O Christ Victorious. This is found in Lutheran Service Book 548. 